Good morning, everyone. It is my privilege again to speak to you today. But let's start with prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you that you are the God who speaks. And Lord Jesus, I ask you today that you will speak to us. Be with us wherever we might be and speak to us so that we can respond in the way you want us to. We ask this in Jesus' name. So today, it is how to be an influencer for Jesus, part two. Last Sunday, I did speak about how we can be influencers for Jesus. And there were three things I mentioned, letting go of self and living for God. And the next thing was to keep growing. And then finally to have a goal. And indeed, last week, the focus was on who we are or what we can become to be influencers for Jesus. Now, today, I want to take on that thing about having a goal, but more with a focus on what we do, especially for others, to make them, to influence them for Jesus. So if you want a title for today, it is how you can influence others for Jesus. You know, we can see in scriptures or in the Bible how some people, especially one of Jesus' disciples, was always having a go. Peter did things. He was the first to speak sometimes. You know, even when Jesus was arrested, he tried to defend Jesus by cutting off somebody's ear. And then even after Jesus was arrested, he followed, although he sort of uh, wobbled and then denied Jesus three times. But because he was always having a go, God used him. And indeed, he was able to speak to multitudes and get, get many people to believe in Jesus. Now, even amongst us in IHC, many people have been having a goal. Indeed, the reason I'm speaking to you today is because I decided to have a goal. When I thought that there was a second part to the message, and I texted Clive to say, I think there's a part two to this message. And I did this, decided to have a goal. There are other examples of other people who've been having a goal as well. You know, after my talk last week, Somebody wrote, uh, sent me a text to say, you know what, I've been meaning to do something for a long time. But now when you spoke, that encouraged me to start having a go. Now, indeed, there are many things we can have a go at. You know, last week I did share how I did have a go at running in, or well, jogging more. And indeed, I've kept that up this week, you know, to make sure I've made time to jog. And I'm sure other people, I think somebody else shared with me because I shared that story with them, they've started jogging as well. But indeed, these are good things. But what else can we have a go at? Let's turn to the, the scriptures, you know, to see what we can have a go at. Let's turn to the Bible. And for this, we want to look at the book of Acts, chapter 11, from verse 19. And I'll read that for you from the New Living Translation. It says, Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered through, through, during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church of Jerusalem heard what happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw this evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. 
and many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there for, uh, with, with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. So we see from this passage that there were, this was a time, you know, during the, the after the, the early the church started, after Pentecost, when there was persecution, people were being persecuted because of their faith in Jesus. And the believers ran away from Jerusalem and went to different places. But when they went to these places, they did have a go at preaching the gospel. Now, we have the account here of some of these believers who were not only preaching to Jews, but they decided to speak to non-Jews. And we can see that they were enabled by the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit for them to preach to these people. And what were they preaching? They were preaching about the message of Jesus. And we see the response to this was that many people believed. And the leaders in Jerusalem took notice. Barnabas was sent to them, and then Saul was brought in. Now, we can we'll look at the effects of what they did later on to, uh, at the end of our talk today. So following all this, I want to suggest three things that we should be having a go at to influence others for Jesus. First, we need to proclaim the gospel or the good news. Two, second, we need to engage with people. And third, we need to invest in people. Now, for the first one, we need to proclaim the good news or what is referred to as the gospel. Now, Paul, you know, these people, we see that they were preaching about the Lord Jesus. And Paul tells us that the gospel is God's power to make people have a right relationship with, with him. And indeed, one of the books I was reading over uh, lockdown, which is called Above All by somebody called J.D. Greer, has this to say. He said the gospel is one thing in the New Testament apart from Jesus himself, that is referred to directly as the power of God. Now, what is the gospel? If we want to put it in very simple terms, the gospel is Jesus in my place. That is, Jesus came, lived the, the right life that we aren't able to live. He died in our place, and because of his death, we have life. And he rose again, and because of that, we have been given the power to live right with God. Now, the gospel should be our message and our lifestyle. So in terms of wanting to, be, to influence other people for Jesus, our message should be the gospel, telling them what Jesus has done for them and how believing and following Jesus can, be, can make a difference in their lives because Jesus has done all that is needed for us to have a right relationship with God. And indeed, the gospel tells us that, you know, we do things because we have already been accepted by God, not because we want God to accept us. This is different from how other people see things. The gospel tells us that Jesus has already done it for us. And all we need to do is to live out of what he has done and provided for us. Now, we also see in this passage that these people, where the power of the Lord was with them, and therefore we need to speak the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be empowered. We need to allow God's power to work in us. It is not in our own strength or wisdom or using the logic that we have that we need to speak to people. It is through God's power and enablement. And indeed, this power is available to all of us. In the last month, 
you know, Jane and Adam really encourage us in our prayer time to focus on the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I think we have to live daily under the power of the Holy Spirit so that he directs us and guides us to be effective people that tell others about what Jesus has done for them. So the first thing we need to do to influence others for Jesus is to tell the gospel, to tell them about Jesus. The next thing is we have to engage with people. Now, we cannot influence other people if we don't get in contact with them. In fact, if we look at the word impact or influence, it talks about two things coming together. So if we want to influence people, we need to engage with them. Now, we need to do this, of course, out of love, not just because we want them to believe. Yes, that is a good thing to have, but we need to genuinely love and care for them. Now, there are different ways or different areas of we can engage with people. Of course, the first area, if you, if you are a follower of Jesus, is to engage with each other, engage with other believers. And even as we come together in city groups or in different settings, we need to engage with one another. It is through this that we are sharpened, we are, we are encouraged to grow, and it is through this we learn from other people, we observe, and you know, because we mutually influence each other as we engage with each other. In fact, Jesus did say, he said, we should love one another because out of this love, people will know that we are his followers. And indeed, we have other levels of engagement, you know, within our families, in our homes, perhaps if we work in our workplaces, or perhaps our family and friends, our extended family, and sometimes even the random people we meet in the streets. I think many times I've spoken to people either on the bus stops and you know, perhaps sometimes bumping into people and just chatting to them. And indeed, I have maintained some contact with people like this that I have spoken to in the bus stop just by having a go to say, you know, what is your name? And perhaps having a conversation and perhaps at some point having the opportunity to share what Jesus has done for them. And of course, engaging with people means we also need to be positive about our faith. I think somebody, a writer said, he said, sometimes the church is known more for what it is against than what it is for. And I can see even in my life, many times if I'm in non-Christian settings, it's hard for me to say, thank God, you know, for what he has done. But we need to be positive. We don't have to be ashamed about that because if our lives are directed by God, we need to be clear to say all the good things, we can praise God for them. Not just when we're in church that we can say, thank you, God. And indeed, this last week, you know, where I work, we've been having some IT issues. But one of the person I uh, people I work with could have access to the, to, the, to, the, to the files that we needed for some very important work. And so I was just talking to her and I said, wow, thank God that you did have access to the files. And I was really pleased that I was able to say thank God, not just thank goodness. And so we really need to be positive about our faith because indeed, that is how we engage with people and to let them know that our lives, you know, we are followers of Jesus. And of course, engaging with people means we need to take calculated risks. And sometimes we fear making mistakes. And of course, sometimes we make mistakes. We, what may seem like mistakes, but we pick ourselves up and keep going. So to influence, how to influence others for Jesus. First, we need to proclaim the gospel or the good news about what Jesus has done. Two, we need to engage with people at different levels within our networks and at random as God leads us and as opportunities arise. We need to engage out of love. And finally, we need to invest in people. 
You know, Jesus invested most of his time with his team of 12. And some estimates put this as about 70 or 80% of his time was spent with his 12 disciples. Of course, he spent time with the multitudes and the crowds. But every time he would retire to spend time, he invested into their lives. He taught them, he rebuked them, he corrected them, he loved them, he washed their feet. He really reproduced his life and character in them. And of course, for us, we need to invest in people. Investing in people is like sowing seeds. It's sometimes the, the results are not immediate, you know, but we need to invest because that is how we influence people. We need to invest in them by believing in them, by encouraging them. Yes, when necessary to point out the things that, that, that are perhaps they, they, haven't, they haven't done that are right. We need, well, we need to invest. We need to take that risk to speak to people. I have benefited so much by people who've believed in me and invested in me. You know, even speaking to you today is because somebody believed in me that I could do it. And I'm thankful for that. Throughout my life, I can look back and see how people have believed in me. And I'm trying to do the same. And I think my encouragement is that we need to do that as well. And even one example I can think of many years ago, I was doing a job where I thought, wow, I think I need to have somebody to work with. And I did pray for somebody to come and I got somebody to work with me. And in some ways I taught him all I knew. And at some point he also wanted to go for further studies. And I said, do you want to do the things that I've done? He said, no, because I already know all that you've known. Because, and that was kind of bittersweet to say, well, but I think it was encouraging to say that I was able to pass on what I knew. And this person really surpassed me in many ways. And now he's doing big, you know, great work around the world. And I just thank God that many years ago, God put it in me to invest in this person. Now, my question to you today, are you allowing yourself to be invested or trained by others? I can tell you sometimes it's not an easy experience. If somebody is pointing out your faults or encouraging you to change up your game, but it is worth it. That is something we need to be submissive to that process. The next thing is that who am I investing in or who can I invest in for Christ? We have city groups where there is the process of people investing in us, but also the opportunity for us to invest in others. But that is something we need to do. Now, when we come back to the passage, so if we look at this, telling people, proclaiming the gospel, the good news about Jesus, engaging with people, and investing in people are three ways we you know, can influence others for Jesus. Now, when we look at the passage, if we go back, what was the effect of their having a go in telling non-Jews about Christians? We see that it says, it says, and a large number of these Gentiles believed, or non-Jews believed and turned to the Lord. And even when Barnabas went, it says, there was a good man full and say, and many people were brought to the Lord. And you know, you know, it is in this place that believers were called Christians first. And this is the first part in the Bible, I think, where believers are called Christians. We all go by that name today, but it is because of those people who dare to cross perhaps racial boundaries, instead of just speaking to Jews, decided to speak to non-Jews, and they had a go at telling them about Jesus because they too had been impacted by the love of Jesus and they told them about Jesus. And you can see the effect. 
And again, in investing in people, we see how Barnabas, you know, went and found Saul, you know, and, say, and brought Saul. And this was the kickstart of Saul's ministry. Who, even, even in scripture, we saw, we can see that he surpassed Barnabas because he became a great missionary. And in Antioch, where all this happened, this area became a great uh, center for missionary activity where they were sending out missionaries. So you can see the effect of what they did. It had long-lasting effect that has lasted for thousands of years. Now, do you want to influence others for Jesus? We need to proclaim the gospel. We need to live out the gospel. Yes, it's good to tell people that Jesus loves them, but it should go beyond them. We need to tell them that Jesus has done everything. His life in our place. His goodness for our sin. He's provided with us with the exchange. And we need to be always under the lordship of the Holy Spirit and allow him to work in us and through us. And of course, we need to engage with people. Personally, for me, this is, a, this is an area I need to really work on, engaging with people. Because many times I like to be on my own. But I'm learning that if I don't get close to people, if I don't engage with people, well, I wouldn't get results. And I want to encourage you to, to do that. And when we do engage with people, we need to invest in people. It can be hard and painful. But we need to do that. So to conclude, I want to encourage, I want to uh, ask two groups of people. We've been talking about the gospel. Indeed, it is the good news about Jesus that for us to have the right relationship with God, we need to accept and receive what Jesus has done for us. So if you are somebody who has never asked Jesus to come into your life or tell him that you want to follow him, I want you to respond by saying this prayer after me. And I think it will come in the closed caption as well. But I'll say it slowly so that you can repeat after me, wherever you might be. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I turn right now from all my own way and all my sin. I ask you now for your full and total forgiveness for all my sin and for all my rebellion. I give you my whole life to know you, to love you, to obey your words and to do your works. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, for those, for those who have been followers of Jesus for many years, I think I just want us to picture something. If I am an influencer in all the areas or the people that I'm interacting with. What would it be like? You know, if all of us at IHC, all those who are connected to me, if we are all influencers in the place God has put us, what would it be like? And think even beyond that, if all believers, all followers of Jesus in this nation and other nations indeed are influencers for Jesus, what would society be like? You know what? God has put you in a particular place, in a particular neighborhood, because you are to be the person who will make, who will influence others for Jesus. I know in our neighborhood, when we move here, we've tried every year to have open house at Christmas, sometimes barbecues at, over the summer, where we invite our neighbors. Some do turn up, some don't, many don't. But through that, we've got to know people. And that is one where we We'll, we'll keep on that journey. And in fact, when lockdown started, we went rounds, you know, uh, distributing leaf flyers about Zoom meetings. 
I think I got one response, which was okay. So, well, the person said they're Christians, but another response, which wasn't so good. But we keep going. Other people have done the same, and they're not faced by that. So if you are already a follower of Jesus, let us pray that, one, we can become influencers for Jesus, but also that we decide today, if we haven't been the kind of influencer we're meant to be, that we will have a go at proclaiming the gospel or telling people about the good news of Jesus, engaging with them and investing in people. Let us pray. I want you to pray for yourself. Just take a moment to pray for yourself and say, Lord, I decide today to be an influencer for you. And I decide to tell people about the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And I will engage with others and invest in people and allow other people to invest in me. Dear Lord, I thank you because you are good. Help us to be influencers for you, to proclaim the gospel, to engage with people, and to invest in people. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you all. Amen.